The wind down. The wind down. Oh, hey you're doing it too? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was I got there. really excited. You did. It's the wind Welcome to our halftime mini series segment um, of In the Clutch podcast. It's called The Wind Down, where we um, drop a little mini between episodes, um, like a little mini series QA between episodes, where we just talk about anything and everything. Doesn't yeah. have to pertain just to, to sports. Because yeah. um, we, Andrew came out with this um, mini series idea oh, to. Thanks. Be able to reach other audiences. Yeah, and different it's, types of ears. People who just don't, people who don't, you know, just off the bat understand what we talk about on our weekly episodes. Yeah, and so it's definitely like a relatable, relatable thing. Yeah, and it makes things like you know between we, those longer episodes something shorter to learn yeah. a little bit more. And we get a little personal with it too, if you yeah. want. Yeah, and today's subject is what is Ellie watching on Netflix? What's on my queue? My to-do list on Netflix? Yeah. Well, let me ask you. What is the last show you watched on Netflix? Cause I just I, asked cause you. Because you told me. <laughs> okay, okay I have show, a lot of shows. I will show, take up the whole segment if I tell okay. you what's on Netflix. I'll, I guess we'll go through You go first. first. All right, so what I watched, I watched The Blacklist. Okay, good show. So, you know, that's a, a pretty good show. It's like about an FBI detective mm-hmm. and task force and this world-renowned criminal. What kind of genre are you in? Are you in more so everything along the lines of Blacklist? Because you should watch Power. I did wa- Wait, Power the movie? No, Power the show on Stars. The one that's the ones that, that's produced by 50 Cent. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I might watch that then. Actually, well, it's, I, I just don't watch that many shows. But The Blacklist, I'll watch that. You'll like Power. You just got to oh. catch up from like the regular season. Because they, they... I'm not going to... Spoiler, spoiler alert for you, but for power, yeah, oh, okay. I don't know where you are. Does you Fifty Cent show up? Yes. Oh, okay, he that's what He plays a character in the show. Oh wow, he produced it, and he's a character. Oh, he's actually really talented. Yeah, he's yeah. very talented. Biddy, <laughs> get rich or die trying. He really lived up to his uh, his album. Is he wearing a bulletproof vest? In the uh, Andrew, you're gonna have to watch. He might be. He might not be. I don't know. Okay, fine. I can't tell so you where to watch. I only watch the blacklist, and the other things that I watch on Netflix are probably like stand-up comedians, like Dave Chappelle. I love stand-up. Chris Tucker. No, not Chris. Yeah, I have seen Chris Tucker actually. Chris Rock. He's hilarious. Chris Tucker is so funny. Oh my god. You watched the stand-up when he did the one in Atlanta. Was that the one where he's wearing like the black suit? Yes. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> that was so good. Um, the one he talks about dating, um, his dating life and how he dates yeah, younger girls. Yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> that one was really good. It's so hard to take him seriously, though. It's just the sound of his voice. but um, High-pitched. So, yeah, just a ton of comedians. I'll, I'll, do you like I'll, Joe Coy? I do like Joe Coy. Dane Cook? I did see Joe Coy live. Dane Cook? Dane Cook? I don't know how I feel about Dane Cook. Dane Cook is Dane like... Cook is- Dane Cook is like it takes a special raw, type of audience. Yeah, Dane Cook really? is like raw humor, but it's like it's like frat raw humor. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not, like, any, like, double, like, how should I say? Like, you know when you tell a joke, maybe the the style of it? Yeah. His style is definitely very, like... Vulgar. Oh, yeah. Very and, vulgar. And he's like, yeah, and it was like this. <laughs> and we, we thought we raped her, but we really just passed out in the same room. Like, that's something that I would feel like Dan Cook would very say. Very vulgar. Yeah, um, that's why I said it takes a special type of audience to really put up with his stuff. Oh, yeah. And, but but you like it, yeah. Um, so what are you watching? That's pretty much the extent of what I watch. Man, I watch like 10 shows at once. I have what? different platforms that I watch things on. I have You have Hulu, all the Hulu. I have Amazon Prime. I have Netflix, of course. I have... There was... I used to watch stuff on Crackle, which has a lot of old classic movies. Uh-huh. Um, Do you watch else? the Queeby? Queeby? Yes. You have Queeby too? Yes. Jesus. But I am not... I'm not Where have you been? <laughs> You, I, I have to literally look through so many mm-hmm. people to find these people that have these accounts, and yet you're the one that's had Dude, all these accounts. I don't know. Do you have I Disney s- Plus too? Yes, Jeez, I swear so everybody and their mama has my Netflix account. Like, dude, I got pissed so pissed one time. I literally wanted to watch a show on Netflix so bad. Too many devices. It was way too many people on the screens at once. It was so just funny. kicking me out. And I was like, oh, there's four people on the screen. Especially screens. during quarantine. Because it gives you pro- four <laughs> profiles, you know? So I'm like, who the hell is on my Netflix right now? So I was like thinking off the top of my head who I could text and cuss out. Be like, get the hell off my Netflix account. Oh, you know It's what? like, I'm paying. Maybe I don't want to be on <laughs> Thirteen bucks a month, and like everybody, everybody and their mama got my Netflix account, and it's like when I want to watch my own show, and I'm not paying for it, and I can't even watch it. So you know what I did? I switched up on everybody. I changed my password. Oh snap! After did you get a lot of texts and calls and stuff? Surprisingly, I've only gotten a couple of texts, and it's from people like who I don't even talk to on a regular basis who ask me what happened with your Netflix account. Like, hello to you too. It's like, they don't even talk to me on a regular basis, but they text me to complain as to why they can't log into Netflix. I'm like, sorry about it. Dang. Even I even have to lie to people a couple of times. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm watching on my screen perfectly fine. My password hasn't changed. You know, my mom once. (laughs) (laughs) Since you were saying everybody and their mama. Oh, my mom. So I share the Netflix account with my sister, right? Right. And, you know, I, I'm not on it often, so I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. And then Faith Carmen's on it way more often than me. Um, but the thing is, my mom, my sister shared this with my mom because my mom loves movies. Yes. Just all types of movies. It can be a really crappy movie, mm-hmm. and she'd find some value in it. But not because of, like, an so artistic likes, point like, of view. she likes, the Hallmark Channel Yeah, stuff? she likes those ones. <laughs> she likes all the romantic ones that have, like... Anything. It could be like, yo, um, I love Jesus. I love Jesus too. <laughs> like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just like, like that's the that's the premise, and then they just put whatever type of thing oh my in God. the storyline. So she's just she'll she gets easily sold. Like anything. Yeah, will just... she she loves it. It, it, it. it was like as if you you know that in Barnes and Nobles, uh, there's that section of like the romantic novel, oh, man. and they're like really fat books yeah. and they're tiny writing. And you'd see, like, one person, one woman or author who's written, like, 30 of these books, but they sell. Jesus Christ. It's like that, except if they put it into movies. <laughs> my mom will just watch it. So my mom texts this group text, mm-hmm. all of us with the siblings, and she's like, hey, Lilani. 
my daughter. <laughs> don't um, you hate? What's, sorry, what's, don't you hate it when parents text you and they act like they do, you don't know it's them? <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, it's mom." I I'm know, like, mom. I know it's you. <laughs> well, I, I I answer my phone like that, but that's just because professionalism. But yeah, my mom was like, "Hey, that's so funny, honey, <laughs> honey, beauty." And then it was so funny because she texted to, to the group text. I was like, why didn't you just text Alani? It's like late at night. It's like one o'clock in the morning. Oh, man. And then she's like, hey, Alani, what's the Netflix password? It won't, let me, it won't let me use the password. And I'm like reading this text. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not my problem. So then I, I put my phone aside and I'm like, time to go to sleep. I'm like, it's one. You know what? Maybe Alani won't answer. Oh man! And then all of a sudden, I hear another text, and then another text, and then it's the same ringtone because I have a ringtone specifically for. Family. Why don't you put that group chat? Do not disturb. I cannot do it. I didn't group know chat. that was a setting at the time. You didn't know that. You was, just life. You this just was like four weeks ago. You just like <laughs> oh Andrew, you just swipe left, and it gives you the do not disturb option. Oh. But you don't get notifications for it. So it's like it's literally like you have to look in your text thread in order to see that. Ah, uh, see, that's there. tough because if I did that with a family text, I mean. It could be an emergency. Uh, you might be disowned. Yeah. So, but that's that's pretty much um, that. That was really funny though. But, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, my sister ended up texting me like, "It's this," you know, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And no, my mom dude. was like, "Thank you." You know, because my mom's so sweet that's about it. That's hilarious. So, she loves that's her movies. So no, I've learned. I'm literally my mind is on a swivel because I watch like ten shows at once. So How do you like, keep up with it's that? not actually ten shows. I'm exaggerating, but it's like a lot of shows. You have like, so many different platforms. I'm sure you have like a show or a movie that you're like. Oh, yeah, no. I have things that I like. That's like white noise in the background when I fall asleep too. What? And it's either like, I'll put Friends on lately. Say I've watched like Friends all ten seasons, probably like ten, like five times already. Mm-hmm. And it's like each time I watch it, I act like I just watch this this episode mm. even though i know what they're gonna say it's crazy i can like literally recite it i have i don't know if i i'm pretty sure i've seen every episode of friends but it's not all like 10 I, seasons yeah probably i just haven't seen it on like i've seen some episodes on netflix but the only it reason it was on netflix for a long time but they netflix finally yeah. get let it go the only so now reason, it's on hbo max the only reason i didn't watch it on netflix and i feel confident that i've seen every episode is because when they had reruns on Nickelodeon at night. And TBS during the yeah, day. Yeah, TBS. I would watch the Friends episodes. And I would think that, like, when I saw Friends on Nickelodeon at night, I'd be like, oh, it's time for bed. <laughs> it's just good, like, background noise and white noise to fall asleep to. Oh, I don't know how you can do that. I can't, like, fall asleep to, like, really people or TV shows. But I get hooked. Podcasts. But I get hooked on it. It's like, dude, you've watched this like millions of times. Why are you getting <laughs> so engaged? Like you've never seen the show before, and then I end up not falling asleep. Dude, that's a real thing. Dude, so then it's usually a rotation. It's usually um, Family Guy. <laughs> I honestly didn't see that It's usually Family Guy, yeah. Friends, or I Love Lucy. Family, Friends, I really I Love Lucy. I love old like the golden age of hollywood type of films black and white films in the 50s wow i love those type of films Did you i watch, love like, those the type three of shows Stooges? yes oh no i'm into like the dick van dyke show oh, um i love lucy is my favorite that's um so crazy. gilligan's island well that's not really black and white it was colored it was later yeah, on yeah um show. what else 
No, but I'm like into like all those old like the golden area of Hollywood. That's so movies. interesting. Isn't that crazy? I didn't even know that. You would about never you. expect that. I'm telling you, it's all these layers that you're just gonna unravel in this uh, in this yeah, mini series. I know. That's so crazy. There's so much depth to me. Like, <laughs> and the thing is, I like. I like uh, old TV shows and movies. Yeah. Not for, like, the jokes or the story. I like it for the for the, the angles that yes. they chose. So, cause, Cause because... Because if you realize t- back then, they didn't really have as, as many resources as obviously exactly. today. But they took a lot of risk. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a lot of, like, stepping stones and milestones and, like, yeah. first-timers type mm-hmm. of thing. And you could see, like, in the old films, like, the type of risks that they took to film it. Yeah. Having not even, like, equipment that's probably never been invented before, like yeah. it is nowadays. But it's just crazy to look at it because it's like, how did they do that back then? That's yeah. why that was the creativity angle that drew me into those type of shows. Yeah. And, like, just, like, I Love Lucy has always been, like, a timeless classic and, a, like, a personal favorite of mine where yeah. I can just rewatch it, rewatch and rewatch it. It would never seem like... It's like a broken record to me. Yeah. It would never seem repetitive to me. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't been like after Cuban guys from watching I Love Lucy so much. I love, 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 love but Ricky I love Ricardo. <laughs> I love Ricky Ricardo. But um, no, like I've like done research. I've read into like, I'm the type of person that will Google like top 10 Hollywood scandals from the 1950s. We're like, like, you know, like Frank Sinatra <laughs> and uh, Lauren Bacall, like the, the affairs that Elizabeth Taylor was having, how she like remarried Tim Burton and stuff like that. Like stuff like that I follow. Like I research and I'm I didn't so know invested that was in stuff a thing like that. that. You can follow. Yeah, you can look it up and you can I read mean... into like top Hollywood scandals from the 1950s where like it was like, like, um,. I didn't know you were so invested in it. Yeah, like, what's his name? James Dean, how he died in a car accident. But ironically, he was in a a movie about, like, a teen rebel. Yeah. Um, And he was in a, like, he was driving super fast in, like, like a streetcar named Desire. Or, like... um, Oh, that's a good movie. Yes, very good movie. But he ironically died. (laughs) Stella! He ironically died in a car accident at a very young age. Um, The whole Natalie Wood thing about how there was a whole conspiracy that she was drowned. How she mysteri- mysteriously disappeared, and it was. I thought you were talking about scandals. Now you're talking about dr- murder. It is a death? it is a scandal. It was a drowning incident that never got solved. But people were believed that she was drowned on purpose. Oh, that's scary. It was a yacht party. And- it's just as scary as the James Dean car. Did you hear about that? What about it? The car. Where, where yeah, J- the car that James Dean drove, like it's supposedly cursed. Because the previous owners, or the oh, owners after yeah, that, they yeah. all died mysteriously. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I think there was like one, I could be totally wrong by the way. <laughs> there was like one security guard and then yeah. the car fell on top of him, like in a museum. Yeah. I was like, bro, that is, that's like supernatural. Like, oh, see, that's the show I watch. Supernatural? Yeah. <laughs> it's just but because yeah. of the women are very attractive. Oh, Andrew. It was, it wasn't that that girl... She looked Asian. <laughs> I think I, I think you, you know what I'm getting at. She was in she was in a uh, what's this? She was in a different types of shows. She was like has a really soft face, looks kind of Asian. I think she could be part Asian. What what show are you? She was in Supernatural. 
Oh, I'm not that far in Supernatural. Oh, Andrew. I like Supernatural, but I'm only in like season two. <laughs> but yeah, there's like Dallin 13 back. seasons of that. Show, I love isn't Lucy. There? So like she she is obviously so iconic mm-hmm. as a comedian, a female representation. She was really cool. She was breaking a lot of records. She was ginger. Yes, she the was a natural. Time in a black and white. Yeah. Oh no, no, she's not a natural redhead. Oh, she's not a natural red. If oh you watch goodness. the show, she she jokes about how she dyes her hair. Mm. So her roots, her she has natural. She's a natural brunette. Wow! But she dyed her hair red for the show. This is so weird. You're like a low key historian. I really am. <laughs> like I really read into it. I research it. I knew. Oh, on the show, did you know that she, when she was expecting on the show, she never said the word pregnant. They have never used the word pregnant in primetime TV back then. Was that? Te- oh, that was. She was the tabula. first pregnant, real life pregnant woman who played a pregnant role. In daytime television. Wow. That's kind of groundbreaking, right? especially during that time. And they never say the word pregnant. They that's say so, expecting. That's so weird. Why? Was it, I thought pregnant was like the same thing. They never use the word pregnant. Mm. And she was, when she was on the show, she was actually expecting, but the role that she was playing with her husband, Ricky, whose name, real name is Desi Arnaz. Um, oh, that's good to know. Yeah. So her name's actually Lucille Ball. But she takes, she uses the name Lucy, so she's, it's like a nickname for her. But oh. Ricky's real name in real life is Desi Arnaz. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah. So she was like the first pregnant, real life pregnant woman in daytime television. That was like aired on TV. That's so TV. crazy. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And that was such a hit too. Like that show was like. It was really a hit. And it's just like, she is just such a great comedian. Yeah. And I think that show won like. The most Emmy votes, the most Emmy nominations, and won the most Emmys in terms of daytime television. You know, now that I think about it, I mean, I used to watch that show, like, as a kid. It's, like, something, like, you grow up on, and it's, like, when you were younger, you see the show on TV, and it's, like, black and white, and you're, like, whoa, like, this is something that they're still airing in the 90s, but it was from, like, the mid-40s, like, early 50s, but it's crazy to think about, but then, as you get older, and you... Are able to like sit and watch an episode or a show um, that she does, and it's like, oh, this lady is she's genius. Like the things that she does, the different characters that she embodies, like the type of trouble she gets into on the show. Like, yeah, there was the one episode where like they had oh my god, there's just so many episodes um, to even name, but this one particular episode where she was in. Uh, the famous one, the one where she went to work at the chocolate factory. Oh, yeah. That's, like, the most timeless one. Um, When she works at the chocolate factory, and it's, like, her and Ethel, her best friend. Yeah. Her and Ethel's first time in the real world looking for a job. Because, you know, they made a bet with their husbands where it's, like, their husband's, like, oh, you know, housework is nothing. Me a staying-at-home mom and a cook is nothing. So they took a bet that they would switch places for, like, the week. Yeah. Where the husbands would stay home and cook and clean and all that stuff. And the women would go out in the world and make the, make the money. Yeah. So they go down to the unemployment office. They have no work experience whatsoever because they're housewives their whole life. Yeah. So, like, they have the, the guy just reading down the list of, like, jobs that are opening. And they just have to, like, answer if they've had experience in that criteria. Yeah. They literally have nothing. Like, it's like, and then he comes back, to, he comes down to, like, the last job. They're like, ugh. This is the only job we have left, candy making. 
And they were like ready to like just give up. And then Lucy's like, no, that's our specialty. Because she didn't want to look like, you know, she didn't have any experience in the working field. And she needed to prove to her husband mm-hmm. that she could bring home money. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, yeah, we have experience. You know, they figured they're in the kitchen all the time. Why not be in a chocolate kitchen? Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know if you've seen the whole episode the whole way through. It's just like one of the most iconic. Well, I mean, you're totally describing word for word the episode. So I feel like I'm actually So in they're it. in, they're in the, um, they're in, they get the job. Yeah. So they're in the, the chocolate factory and they get split up in different departments. Yeah. So I think Lucy gets put in the chocolate dipping up department and then Ethel gets put in the boxing department. Yeah. So Lucy's working next to this lady in the chocolate dipping department. So they basically have to take the contents of the chocolate and literally dip it in the chocolate yeah and just line it up and then it dries and it becomes chocolate yeah. is right? that a, was it on a conveyor belt yes yeah but that was towards the end okay so in the beginning of the episode she is making the chocolate and she's you know she's getting bored because it's, it's the lady next to her is just super quiet so she's like oh she's trying to like make conversation and the lady's not even giving her the light of day and then she's like oh there's a fly in here so she takes her hand full of chocolate and she swats the fly like so unsanitary. Like she swats the fly and her hands full of chocolate. And then she like misses the fly, right? And she tries to swat it again and the fly somehow lands landed on the lady's face. Oh, no. So she takes her palm full of chocolate and she swats the fly but ends up slapping the lady's face full of chocolate. So then the lady finally reacts and takes a glob of chocolate and slaps it back in her face. And they just <laughs> go start going at it. So she gets kicked out of that department. <laughs> she gets, a, and Ethel gets kicked out of the boxing department because she's like, oh, I kept pitching out the chocolates to see what kind they were. <laughs> so <laughs> they both bomb in their first department. They get sent to their last department, which is the one on the conveyor belt, where they, they have to wrap the chocolates. Yeah. So the boss goes, if any of these chocolates passes the conveyor belt and goes into the next room, unwrapped, you're fired. Like, mm-hmm. it was like their last straw. So... <laughs> The conveyor belt starts going. So they're like, oh, this is easy. They pick up the chocolate, they wrap it, they put it back on the conveyor belt. And then the conveyor belt starts speeding up. And they're like, oh, man, oh, man. (laughs) So then they're like, they can't miss, they can't let the chocolate go into the next room unwrapped. So they start pulling the chocolates from the conveyor belt and start stacking them up (laughs) next to them. And it starts going super fast. So they're like, they're like taking the chocolates and stacking up and stacking up and stuffing it in their mouths, hiding it in their shirts, putting it in their hats. And they're like, oh, Lucy's like, I think we're fighting a losing battle. And she's just, they're all just grabbing the chocolates. And then the boss comes back and checks on them. And they're like, so they like have their mouth is all full of chocolate. And their boss thinks that, oh, oh, they don't see, she doesn't see any chocolates on the belt. She's like, oh man, good work, ladies. She goes, Speed it up a little. <laughs> the conveyor belt goes faster. And they're just <laughs> fighting to like grab the chocolates and take it, all the chocolates and put it on the thing. And they just, they spit, like they spit the chocolate out that they had in their mouth into their hat. And she like swings the hat on her head. Oh my God, it's just hilarious. So they get fired from the drama, obviously. They come home. The husbands are trying to make dinner. They yeah. blow up the whole kitchen. Yeah. It's like, it's dirty and all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So then, you know, the husbands obviously realize, oh, you know, taking care of a house is no walk in the park. Yeah. So, and they're like, oh, you know, we're, we're lousy. 
we're lousy business women we can't keep a job so they're like okay let's just switch back to things so it's like the it's like each each show each episode has like you know the lesson you know like what's what's the lesson in this show so in the end of the show it's like oh you know growing up and watching that it's like oh you realize women do have a you know do have a big burden and do bear a lot of the hard work at home and it always goes unnoticed because in the 50s it's always like the woman has to be barefoot have the kids stay in the kitchen blah blah stuff like that so Mm -hmm. it was just like women's labor back then was like unheard of yeah because it's like oh women stay home they belong in the kitchen that's so crazy so to watch the like whole female empowerment movement and stuff like that how it was portrayed and displayed in the old like black and white shows it's just growing up on that was just like oh like it taught me a lot Mm -hmm. that's why i'm so invested and so into like timeless classics like that because it's like you get to see as time progresses how the industry has progressed how representation has changed so much for women in TV shows, yeah. in the acting world, whatever it is they do. It's like yeah. how they were so belittled and disrespected back then and how much representation has gone and how, like, they're still respected nowadays. And yeah. it ties into the whole, like, women's labor thing, yeah. women empowerment, stuff like that. So stuff like that I've always been into. It sounds like it made... Do you, like, do you it, tell it, how invested I am? It, it sounds like it was, a, it was quite <laughs> impressionable on you. And, mm-hmm. And I was like tuned into like everything. Why are you like Because so... I, I know exactly what episode you're yeah. talking about, but it was just the way you described it was just it's like, like you never saw that before. You never yeah, thought of it like that. Yeah. And yeah. I think they've definitely, TV shows, especially Disney, now, yeah. they've ripped so many of uh, I Love Lucy episodes in yeah. terms of like, whoa, what did this main character get themselves into? Same mm-hmm. thing with. Um, uh, same thing with uh, what's it called, Drake and Josh. Yes. Drake and Josh did that same thing. Yes. Um, and uh, they did it with a sushi. <laughs> Do you remember that where they did the conveyor belt and they're like throwing the sushi <laughs> in the ceiling and they're like, hey, it's working. Yeah, I think a lot of the shows nowadays mirror the stuff that's back then because it's like they they're the trailblazers. Yeah. They paved the way. And it was very. And, and it's cool that people nowadays like kid like. A young show like that is paying yeah. homage to shows that went before them. And yeah. it was like, you have to really follow to think like, oh, they are paying homage to the old show from the 50s. Yeah. But you would have to really like pay attention to yeah. that. And especially because the show in the 50s was made it so that the audience, like, there was no profanity. There's no other No cussing. Thing. So, yeah. So, Disney, Nickelodeon. Yeah, and certain well, Cartoon Network, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But, yeah. They would use that type of material, and which yeah. is pretty good material if you were asking me. Right. Yeah. I I really like that, you know, in-person type of acting, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's the cartoons, like certain cartoons. It's, that's like a hit or miss with me. Cartoons? Yeah. Like certain cartoons, like with like Cartoon Network, like, like Chowder and some other stuff. It's very like... I haven't watched Cartoon it's Network. It's very like niche. Oh. Like... Like it, it definitely, it definitely takes a certain type of uh, attraction to those type of cartoons, mm-hmm. like Scooby Doo, right? Timeless. Yeah, not even close to like the the cartoons nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know the fact that Scooby Doo, like there was so much, um, like uh, so many thing elements to Scooby Doo that made it so cool. It was like the the story. 
the trouble, the music, um, and the the ability to have like the background and everything. Right. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Like they the, they did the whole, you know, the relaying cartoon background background. Yes, like yes, yes. Running, mm-hmm. like, oh, Sam. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think those are really cool. Why? Why is it? Do they have? Where do you watch I Love Lucy? Well, I'm such a junkie with that stuff. I have the actual seasons on DVD. Wow. So I have seasons one through six on DVD. And then on Hulu, they have it on there too, but they skip episodes. Oh, look at that, guys. There's six seasons. I think six seasons on... uh, If you wanted a plug, there's Hulu. (laughs) But you're skipping out on these episodes. There's six seasons. I think they show like the the most famous episodes from each season. So, one of my favorite set, uh, seasons from her is when she goes to Hollywood. So, when mm-hmm. um, Ricky gets a contract to make a um, movie in, out in Hollywood, so they had to, like, drive across the country from New York, well, to where the, the apartment is based, but everything is filmed in Hollywood. Yeah. But, so they're in New York, they had to switch scenes where they had to drive to New York, to L.A., and yeah. they're, like, new in the Hollywood scene, and Lucy just goes, like, stars, like, go crazy for, like, the, you know, the movie stars, and... She gets starstruck. And they had, like, real guests on there. Like, they had John Wayne. They had um, Rock Hudson. They had um, Bill Holden. They had Harpo. The, the um, I think he was a clown. Um, just a different, like, different guest stars on there. Like, actual Hollywood stars. And it's crazy to think, like, they did a whole segment about them going to Hollywood when they are a Hollywood star. Yeah. They are one of the Hollywood stars. Yeah. So it's I just think the creativity and the the direction behind like the different seasons that they have is this just makes it just like a timeless great yeah. show. I love I love Lucy. Uh, well, just as a last question, do you think mm-hmm. do you think it's the show that made the characters, or do you think it was the characters that made the show? Um, I think it was the characters. Like the that main made, four, I would say it was the characters that made the show. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, if you think about the type of dynamic that Lucy and Ethel had, it's like, they're like best friends. Oh, yeah. The dynamic that... Because, you know, on the show, if I've done research and I've read into stuff like this. So on the show, you see the dynamic of the husband and wife between Fred and Ethel. Like, they can't stand each other. They despise each other. Like, Fred's the, you know, he was the older guy. He's way older than Ethel. And, you know, they just... He's just grumpy. He's like a grumpy old man. And, you know, Ethel... In portrayed in the show was they portrayed her as like a plus size woman, but she's not a plus size woman at all. And but I found found out in real life that Lucy is not a size two on the show. So well, I had no idea. But you know they work her sets and stuff like that. So like the costumes and stuff like that. So they painted Ethel to be like the more like plus size woman on the show because they made a lot of fat jokes mm. on about her on the show. So the, the dynamic between Ricky and Lucy is very different, and Ethel, Fred and Ethel are very different. But I think they all complement each other because it's just um, Fred and Ethel play their landlords, and they become best friends. Yeah. So they're they're actually their landlords, and I just think if the dynamic is way different. I think um, Ricky and Lucy, it's like you see Ricky's demeanor, and he's like super charming, yeah. and you think there's times when you feel like. Ricky tries to keep, like, a leash on him. Uh-huh. I mean, sorry, Lucy tries to keep a leash on Ricky. Yeah. Because he's, like, this tall, dark, and handsome and super charming guy. And he's a he's a band leader. He has he's, he leads an orchestra. He's a singer or stuff like yeah. that. So when 
the season where they went to Hollywood, where he gets to make the movie and make, gets his break in Hollywood, they play, they write up the episodes to where Ricky gets, goes very Hollywood, and Lucy feels very out of the loop. Yeah. Where she feels like, I can't keep up with my husband's type of celebrity now. Now that he's in Hollywood, now that he made a movie, I have to live up to an expectation to please him as a wife. Wow. Or else he's going to come looking for somebody else. That's super real, too. And it, like I said, everything in that show back then mirrors real life situations now. Mm. Maybe back then you didn't see it because yeah. it was just like, oh, they're just acting. Yeah. But it mirrors a lot of real life situations that relates to things nowadays. Mm. So in the, in the season, it was like, oh, she couldn't, towards the end of the season, she was very overwhelmed by his celebrity because he had already made a movie in Hollywood. Yeah. So they move back, they go back to New York and stuff like that and go back to their regular lives. And she feels, like, this sense of, like, alert, like, urgency where she has to, like, cater to him. She has to dress prettier. She has to act a certain way to live up to the celebrity status that she thinks in her head. She did this to herself. She thinks in her head that he has reached. And she thinks he's too good for her now. She's not good enough for him anymore. And you see that even though they play up a very humorous angle to it, and then and turn it into like a whole joke because she's a comedian. So yeah. the whole concept of the show is to be funny. Yeah. But you see the message, the subliminal message in the episode. It's like, oh, she shines his shoes. She makes his favorite meals and stuff like that. And he tries to get her to snap out of it by acting super like jerkish mm-hmm. on accident. I mean, on purpose. Yeah. intentionally she's like i'm gonna he's like i'm gonna be the most revolting superstar i'm gonna make her snap out of this so she stops acting this way because i just want my wife back yeah so when you look and you analyze the whole episode and how like the lessons you learn from it it's like oh my god it's so relatable to things that maybe married couples go through nowadays isn't that crazy because it's like if they did that episode they're probably thinking like this is going to be relatable to this day and age and then for it to stand the test of time right. is... It was probably e- relatable now. It's either it's it like, wow, it's so classic. Yeah. Or, it's like, no, wow. it's, or it's like, wow, it's so classic in terms of like forward thinking. Like yeah. this is something that's going to take some time to get over. Right. Or two, it's like, man, this is such a big issue in terms of... <laughs> exactly but you don't even need hollywood in this circumstance like you have people in relationships where they even social media like on instagram like if like if you're if your significant other had like 15 20 000 followers i feel like you'd feel a certain type of way right because you feel you have to live up to a standard to please your your significant other yeah and then whatever image whether it be facebook instagram all that stuff if you're taken with that person Mm -hmm you immediately or not immediately but there's a sense that you would look into the comment section and i think it's all a mind game Mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't seem like you know because they have all these followers it doesn't seem like oh this is the lifestyle that they have to live Mm -hmm. they're not obligated to live like this yeah but their wife or their spouse or whatever may whether it be the husband or the wife that's on this receiving end of it i feel like they in their head they're in their head a lot. They overanalyze the situation. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, there is a bar that's set already, and I have to live up to this standard, or else they're gonna leave me. Yeah. Or I'm not good enough. It's always like an I'm not good enough type of scenario. Yeah. Because of the clout, because of the followers, because of the comments section. That's why I'm I'm like so 
like surprised that Instagram now has a, a limited comment section feature where you can limit people's comments on your stuff. Whoa. Celebrities do that a lot. They'll if they post something that they think is controversial or they think, you know, they post something about their significant other and you know there's the internet is such a bad place where there's these trolls who like follow your stuff yeah. and will just say all these hurtful things and just wait for their moment to say hurtful things about you. So celebrities now have the option to limit their comments. Like, on a picture or something, they have the option to limit the amount of comments that people can leave on their stuff because people say really hurtful things. Yeah, I would just... That's tough. I just wouldn't check it. I just wouldn't look at my comments. Yeah, I would I would think that too. But right. the reason why I was a little hesitant is yeah. because, like, let's say you are branding yourself mm-hmm. and being able to learn from people's... from the comment section would be important. Right. So, like, let's say, not saying people giving you advice. If it's, like, constructive, like it. con- constructive criticism. Yeah. Or, like, different types of advice. But there are people out there who yeah, just live sure. to hate on you. Or they just do They don't like, even have to know you. They can just judge whatever content you post. And they'll still find something hurtful to say. And they, yeah. won't, they'll know, they don't know you. They probably don't, don't have sh- crap going on for themselves anyway. But they find... They find joy in looking for stuff like that. Yeah. Or they find... To comment on. Even if it's not joy, they feel sometimes... Like they're, or maybe it's an insecurity. They, yeah, an insecurity. Right? And they're just projecting. Right. Like, that. that's pretty Great. big. Man, but, we went into some... Well, we get into, stuff. like... If we get into social media and the whole social dilemma like that... Oh, you should watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix. It, it freaked me out a it lot. It seems like I should be watching a lot of a lot like, of stuff. I love Lucy. But we, we get into... It would be so dope if there was a I love Lucy, like... I know. Today. A reboot. Like, modern day. I don't think you could touch that. You, I think it's just so classic uh, that you have to leave you, it. You just have to change You can't touch things. it. Yeah. It's just to me like, oh, man, like, why would they touch that? But it's like, you if you think about it, it's like, oh, man, a reboot would be kind of cool. Yeah. But it's like something where it's like... Keep the black would, and white. You would just have to really, really, really work on because it's like you cannot destroy a classic. But well, man, next time though, the social media thing—that's gonna be a whole other segment in its own. But but man, that's some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but thank you guys. Um, this is our first um, episode of our halftime mini series, um, the wind down. And it's brought to you by the Winking Owl Moscato, fifteen percent alcohol. <laughs> And this is what we're sipping on right now for the wind down. And it's definitely it's, not our endorsement. It's one ninety nine. It's at Aldi's. It's exclusively at Aldi's. I think it's called the Winking Owl, and it does not disappoint. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. All right. Thanks Thank for you. listening, guys. Thank you for listening to the wind down, <laughs> especially since it was so much information packed full. <laughs> okay. Join in next time for our next segment of the wind down. Cheers. Bye. Bye.